hard hitting movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. What's next? I don't know. <laughs> Twenty minutes episode. All right, which one you want to do between Seven Miller's Crossing and Seven? Oh, you want to do Seven, huh? We'll keep the the number thing going. I'll get rid. You want to get nasty? Let's get. The Scotch on the rocks, please. Any Scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course, uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe Glengow, any Glen. I'm Drumgorn! I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Let's get into the seven dead we So, what's it like watching this? With uh, Kevin Spacey being, uh, I guess, a uh, presumed pederast. <laughs> Better or worse I, I, for Seven? I told my brother today, I was like, well, they didn't really know how uh, good of a casting job they did on <laughs> having is it Kevin Spacey as the, the creeper. <laughs> yeah, is it up the creep factor or... Makes you know, it, uh, it didn't really, you know... Here's a side, another question. Worse, mm-hmm. even. Is he creepier... <laughs> In seven, or creepier in real life? <laughs> I think he's creepier in real life. I think most people would agree with that. Um, so I, because I, I'm one of the eight <laughs> that listen, I listen back to yeah, seven. Uh, the cell. We didn't know that seven would refer to the amount of, po- amount of downloads yeah. we get per week. Or less. <laughs> but on that episode, I mentioned, hey, I'm excited to talk about seven. Mm-hmm. 25th anniversary is coming up and uh i asked you i'm like why why do serial killers and i guess it's just the ones that achieve some bit of infamy but certainly in movies why are they so certainly backwards uh socially and i guess ethically but why are they so hyper intelligent as far as you know they don't have to Go to a random podcast <laughs> where a supposed friend of yours was insulted for his heritage. That that doesn't come out. <laughs> they're they're quoting uh, Dante, and you know they're going to uh, the library and you know reading books. Uh, which Jared, I just started reading again. Like in general, or <laughs> just in general, <clears throat> I realized I hadn't like read anything. Like, I'd listened to some stuff, like, you know, podcasts and audiobooks. I'd not actually read anything since, like, I don't know, last December, November. And I remember as an adult, uh, people saying, like, oh, I don't have time for this. And I thought, what if you like, oh, like, why do, why do you have to make time to read? Like, it's not, like, <laughs> I can understand making excuses. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe uh, I don't have time to exercise because it's like, okay, you have to, like, <laughs> go do that or have mm-hmm. a piece of equipment or whatever. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, I'm I'm one of those idiots. I'm I'm someone that uh, Jack Nicholson from Five Easy Pieces, which all eight of you get this reference, um, would look down on. You know, I'm I'm no longer cultured, Jared. So I started reading again, uh, but not not this shit. Not mm, <laughs> no interest. Not this shit. All right. By telling you this, though, I'm trusting you more than I trust most people. I'm good, because I'm about ready to punch you. It's probably nothing, but even if it is, there's no skin off our teeth. 
guy in the pizza parlor is a friend from the bureau. Who's stinky man? Saying for years, the FBI has been up into the library system keeping records. Mm-hmm. Assessing fines. Monitoring reading habits. Look at Certain books are flagged. Books on, say, nuclear weapons and well, mind counts. Anyone who checks out a flag book has his library records fed into the FBI's computers from then on. Wait, wait, wait. How is this legal? Only oh, legal. These terms don't apply. Oh. You, you can't use the information directly. It's just a useful guide. See, it might sound silly, but you can't get a library card without a, an ID in the current phone book. See? So they run up this. Precisely. If you want to know who's reading Purgatory and Paradise Lost and Helter Skelter, the FBI's computers will tell us. Could give us a name. Could. Could get a name of some college kid writing a term paper on 20th century crime. At least you're out of the office. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not a serial killer, so... That I know of. I don't think I'm... uh very introspective like these serial killers i'm not looking to figure out like the world around me i'm, I'm looking to escape it in some way like i am like it's like the the book i was reading on a kindle mind you <laughs> it's it's not like it was some fluff piece or something like where it's men and tights punching each other but um <laughs> it, it's about uh you know a guy that runs a ponzi scheme and ruins a bunch of people's lives with all you know all the people that invested them so it's not <laughs> It's not like I'm reading something. It's like, please take me away to a happy place. <laughs> <clears throat> but it, I'm definitely far removed from that world. So I get to, for for a time, I get to, you know, escape into that. I guess that reality I'll never experience. But it seems like these serial killers generally unhappy. Unhappy with anyone they see come across their way. They think, it, like in this film, they're creating some act against God or themselves just for merely existing. <laughs> just for liking well, to eat and fuck, Jared. So he would have come after me for some of the difference. That was yeah. I was just like <laughs> you said that, that, <laughs> that was like the jolt. Right? Like, <laughs> buzz in. Well, I mean, you know, I think the thing is, is we were getting to that age, and we are friends for a reason. We have a lot of similar ideas about things. We have a case of I don't give a fuck about a lot of things. <laughs> like, a lot of these, like. Serial killers with like grandstanding plans or like trying to change the world or I see all the filthy fucking pigs around me and I want to, <laughs> I don't care. I see the pigs and I'm like, yeah, it's I'm not probably- fucking work. Man. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't intend for this to be like a, an eat the rich type thing, <laughs> but I've always, I have wondered before, like when these, these mass shooters, so I guess they're not the idiots I'm looking for. But I guess they would be the idiot version, I'm saying, with these serial killers who just do, like, a random act of violence. And usually, <clears throat> you know, they're just a goofy nut job. Or that's how they're they're put out in the media. Like, I'm thinking of the the, the, the movie theater shooting for, for Batman, for the Dark Knight Rises. The guy thinks he's Joker or whatever. Yeah, you look at the picture and you're like, oh, what a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Like that's And that's all you really... I don't know if there's like a long podcast series, like, you know, going deep into the mind of this jackass. I hope not. But, <laughs> you know, just to benefit me, I'm like, you can't ever, 
that no one ever decides to shoot at politicians or shoot at the rich. Like you're just shooting at random, like you're shooting at your own <laughs> random ilk, just like whatever the first is available. It's like, I think there was a baseball field where they shot, shot at a couple, but other than that, but did they succeed? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like, kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I remembered that too. And I'm like, Oh, so that was the, the failure mass shooter is the one that was going to shoot at, People that I'm sure their friends and families love them, but for the most Coke part, if you heard, is Gary shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not uh, recommending this, but I'm just saying, like, it's always just people <laughs> who have no power over others just getting shot. You know, kids in school, whatever it is, like, like people low on the food chain. These these plans take, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's this movie. Uh, <clears throat> it's worthy of the movie because the plans are so intricate and take so much time and patience and shit. I mean, the, the regular person doesn't have that much patience. Like, you know independently I mean? wealthy, just like Jack Nicholson. There's, he comes from means. This guy, this <laughs> John Doe. He's got all this money. He's so well educated. He's taken years in between. You know, like placing his fucking puzzle pieces that they can follow. Like. It's good for movies, but it's never going to happen in real life. In real life, you have, like we said on that other podcast, a dude that <laughs> rapes people and tries to bite them. Like <laughs> that's as far as I <laughs> like that's that's the serial killers you get. That's you know grounded in reality. Like these guys playing their killer version of Mousetrap is <laughs> you're never going to get that. Even something like the Zodiac Killer, mm-hmm. who yeah, he, he he makes for another. A great David Fincher movie, one of my favorites. But do we know if he's really that intelligent? I mean, who he was targeting is random people Um, out that he can that he could uh, attack, kill with no witnesses around. Like it's actually easy targets for the most part. Yeah, mostly like teenage kids or something. Like, and it's it's the fact that I guess it remained unsolved, and the you Mm -hmm. know the fact that he he toyed with the the journalists and sending his bullshit. Uh, that makes for you know great material for a film. Mm. I was actually surprised with this one because I, you know, for for it being twenty five years, I've seen this one. I don't know how many times. So I've gone back we to this one a lot. A ton when we were teens. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is. I remember uh, back when I guess the MTV Movie Awards existed. That uh, Fincher, I think Seven won like Best Movie or whatever for for MTV, and he. Mm. He came up in music videos, and I actually remember part of his speech was, you know, he was getting criticized, at least at that time, for making an MTV movie, you know, aimed at, I don't know, teenagers yeah. or a little too slick, a little too violent, and, and he's like, hey, what's wrong with that? And I don't know if everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, I guess he's right, because he goes on to become one of our most renowned directors, and I don't think he's really changed his style that much. I don't think he was like, all right, now it's time to be a grown-up. Like, he's... <laughs> Gone back to, um, not junk as in I dislike it, but, you know, the girl with the dragon tattoo is like you know, a, a pulpy thriller. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, uh, not Oscar bait anyway. And I appreciate that. But I did wonder, like, cause I don't remember the last time I watched it, but I thought for podcast material, is this going to be too fucking cute? Like, is it, <laughs> am I going to get, you know, once you get past the, the sort of shock and awe of it, am I going to be kind of annoyed spending time with this fucking John Doe? Idiot, and I really love that scene. You know, spoiler alert for seven. Miles, <laughs> not seen alert. it in the last twenty five years. <laughs> they now sell like I think they sell like DVDs mm. that have like the box on it. 
So you just like, now maybe you don't know what that is, but if you've seen it, you're like, wow, you're putting the ending on the cover. Oh. That's, but I love that scene in the car where Kevin Spacey, um, who we all hate. Here at Sober Cinema, we love scissoring, but we hate Kevin Spacey. Consensual. <laughs> Consensual <laughs> scissoring. <laughs> There's another podcast title for it. Would Hiro like that one? Grandpa Hiro, look up what scissoring is. <laughs> Put it on your privacy browser uh, on Internet Explorer if they have that. <laughs> Don't want to try Bing for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do not click the Dancing Rabbit. You're not going to win a prize. <laughs> You're not the millionth customer, <laughs> visitor, or whatever. <laughs> Oh. Certainly not a sober cinema. You were eight. <laughs> You're number eight. You're our tenth listener. <laughs> <laughs> but when Brad Pitt is going off on him, like mm. after he listens to enough of his nonsense, and you know it's it's a dude. I like that the John Doe character says, like, you know, you can just look into your eyes and you can tell, like, you would do physical harm to me if you were mm. alone in a room. And it's like, yeah, Brad Pitt is he's a high school quarterback. He's a good looking mm. guy, good looking wife. For the time being, uh, and he just you know he he's tired of this fucking nerd just <laughs> talking about his like D and D campaign that they've been forced to play. Uh, Morgan Freeman especially having to put up with. Uh, yeah, you know I, I said that uh, you know I like the bimbo. I like that we get a little bit of a mimbo with uh, Brad Pitt here. How happy would it make you to hurt me with impunity? That hurts my feelings. I would never. You wouldn't only because there's consequences. It's in those eyes of yours, though. Nothing wrong with a man taking pleasure in his work. I won't deny my own personal desire to turn each sin against the sinner. Wait a minute. I thought all you did was kill innocent people. Innocent? Is that supposed to be funny? An obese man? A disgusting man who could barely stand up. A man who, if you saw him on the street, you'd point him out to your friends so that they could join you in mocking him. A man who, if you saw him while you were eating, you wouldn't be able to finish your meal. And after him, I picked the lawyer, and you both must have secretly been thanking me for that one. This is a man who dedicated his life to making money by lying with every breath that he could muster to keeping murderers and rapists on the streets. Murderers. A woman. Murderers, John, like yourself. A woman. So ugly on the inside that she couldn't bear to go on living if she couldn't be beautiful on the outside. A, a drug dealer, a, a drug dealing pederast, actually. And let's not forget the disease spreading whore. Only in a world this shitty. Could you even try to say these were innocent people and keep a straight face? But that's the point. We see a deadly sin on every street corner, in every home, and we tolerate it. We tolerate it because it's common. It's, it's trivial. We tolerate it morning, noon, and night. Well, not anymore. I'm setting the example. And what I've done is going to be puzzled over and studied and followed forever. Yeah. Delusions of grandeur. You should be thanking me 
Why is that, John? Because you're going to be remembered after this. Realize, Detective, the only reason that I'm here right now is that I wanted to be. No. No, we would have got you eventually. Oh, really? So, what were you doing? Biding your time? Toying with me? Allowing five innocent people to die until you felt like springing your trap? Tell me, what was the indisputable evidence you were going to use on me right before I walked up to you and put my hands in the air? John, calm down. I seem to remember us knocking on your door. Oh, that's right. And I seem to remember breaking your face. You're only alive because I didn't kill you. Okay, sit back. I spared you. Sit back! Remember that, detective, every time you look in the mirror at that face of yours for the rest of your life. Or should I say, for the rest of what life sit I've back. allowed you to have. Sit back, you fucking freak! Shut your fucking mouth! You're no messiah. You're a, you're a movie of the week. You're a fucking t-shirt. At best. I like him being... Not the brightest, because you don't often see that with the cop movies. You know, usually it's like you know one is more intelligent, but the other one makes up for it with street smarts. <laughs> this guy's just kind of a cocky shit who's always gotten his way. But I agree with him. I agree with the cocky shit when he's like, "You're a movie of the week." Like, even though this is like a, as you said, a grandiose plan that has taken you. It's taken him at least a, a year. Grand homicidal gesture. <laughs> yeah, the grand homicidal. You know, this would make a pretty good grand gesture episode. I could do that one with Derek, and then he'd get into therapy, and I'd be like, so this Mimbo I like, <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> but he's right. And it's actually impressive this movie has held up. I guess it's to Brad Pitt's credit. Uh, it's Morgan Freeman. Uh, yes, it's even to Kevin Spacey's credit and David Fincher's credit uh, that this kind of cutesy... Uh, easily marketable thing like this guy kills people based on the seven deadly sins mm -hmm. could have been very forgettable could have been like uh, one of those sort of popular or mildly popular like Ashley Judd mm -hmm. kind of like thrillers which I don't have a problem with but I do have a hard time keeping them straight in my mind mm -hmm. as far as which one is which or Liam Neeson like as a more modern example mm -hmm. like I can't remember if he's on the train or if he's you know the daughter the mom who's been kidnapped this time this one has stood the test of time but I do feel like in real life that speech would have some merit where it's like, no matter what you do, there's going to be a sick fuck. We're, the bar will be lower. <laughs> Someone will do something even worse than you. And it will be a vague notion of like, yeah, the Zodiac, he, he like puzzles or the moon or something. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck, but <laughs> one of them was a clown. I, you know, it's, we, we kind of did this with like the cell. The only thing that will stand the test of time is if you ever see Vincent D'Onofrio nude, that is the bar. <laughs> That's the lowest we can go. <laughs> Trying to play into the well, continuity, dude, for the super fans there. I say we tape two or three or four of these at a time, so. <laughs> and it takes me months to get them out, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I have to listen to it again. <laughs> Here I am lamenting our lack of listenership, and I don't even bother to listen to it once again to edit it. Well, to what you say, uh, I said a lot. I'm wandered. Say not Josh level, but a medium amount. Uh, 
Josh stays on one one topic. Where's mom? I take a few exits and go into the, you gotta, you gotta talk the side about, streets. You gotta talk about scissoring just so I don't wander off you know, somewhere in my house. I, you know, just right there. It's like that sort of dopamine hit. I was like, I hope Jared brings up scissoring again so I can <laughs> re-engage with this hobby we do. But yes, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. The cutesiness of seven. How's it work for you or not? Well... You look at all, of the, it even, you know, references all of the uh, works of art prior to it based on the Seven Deadly Sins. So you're, you know, making a movie based on something that's already a popular notion. Well-trodden you know, ground. Well-trodden yeah. grounds. We've been here. We've done this. And this movie stands the test of time and still, even, you know, as we approach 40 years old and it's been 25 years, I still, like greatly enjoy this movie watching it every time like it's <clears throat> and i think it's just how like shocking it is i guess for lack of a better term like it's i still have a hard time watching the the sloth one like i guess <laughs> having that impact at Ooh. a young age like yeah still it like unsettles me like all of this shit is so unsettling like you i've watched a thousand horror movies and this one like like penetrates there you go. There we go, baby. Yeah, Drop bass the track. <laughs> Sound clip there. But this one really gets under your skin for me. Like it really creeps me out. It really like it sticks with you. It's it's apocalyptic in a way. Like mm -hmm. it, it it takes on the uh, the Morgan Freeman character Somerset. His viewpoint that it's like this, the whole fucking world. <laughs> it's like a festival. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that you don't really know what city it takes place in, it has that mm -hmm. sort of, it could be any city. You know, they just kind of refer to it as, I hate this place, you know, this mm -hmm. city. Um, the, the look of it, uh, it, it's just, it's dour, and I guess it's dire, too. I mean, it feels like this is a, uh, this is more like the end time type movie than yeah. often, <laughs> I, I've already mentioned End of Days on this podcast, because... <laughs> I like the devil coming back up and immediately tweaking a, a, a breast a nipple. That one doesn't feel like it, though. Mm -mm. They just, you know. <laughs> well, one, you know, we talk about all the dumbass serial killers, but there is still that sort of element of, you know, if there was somebody, there could, I mean, this could technically happen. It ain't going to happen. But, you know, there, there's a lot, there there's is a lot of crazy LeBron people. James. There are there are pure, <laughs> That's a LeBron of serial killers. Yeah, there there are pure you know freaks of mm -hmm. humanity where it's like wow I can't believe there's a person who mm -hmm. can do those things like yes anyone I guess could mm -hmm. <laughs> but not gonna happen very often. Uh, I'd rather there be more LeBrons out there for my entertainment than <laughs> someone trying to mimic uh, Kevin Spacey who we all hate now. Hate him. <laughs> say i've uh escaped his age range so i'm not scared of him but i do not care for him <laughs> i you know look <laughs> I here, we be careful my words. here we go <laughs> here's how we get canceled <laughs> i just there there's there was never i just can't imagine a point in time in my life i'd have how young would i have to be before I'd be fucking scared of Kevin Spacey. Like, if Kevin Spacey approached me, I'm like, oh, like I said, this ain't LeBron James. This is not like, good lord. Like, I will, I will never see someone as large and physically gifted as LeBron James, probably in person in my life. If, if LeBron James walks into the movie theater, you're probably taking your phone out, even if you didn't know who he was, and you'd be like, that guy 
plays sports in some capacity because mm. he is a giant among, among us mere mm. mortals. <laughs> Kevin Spacey approaches me for presumably grab ass, I guess, <laughs> is what his skill set is. Afraid? <laughs> no. Perturbed, yes. And <laughs> slappable? Yes. There's, there's, Pushable, yes. <laughs> there's gonna be fisticuffs. <laughs> Get out of my ass, buddy. <laughs> Like, I mean, he, he better be in fucking uh, post, you know, breakdown, pot smoking, lifting weights, American beauty shape. <laughs> Come at me. You want to try to rape me, <laughs> Sal? You better be lifting weights if you want to rape me. <laughs> Even then, are you not just going to be mildly amused? Like, wow, Kevin Spacey trying to get in shape, but still got that stupid face. <laughs> still got that stupid head attached to that jacked body. <laughs> Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> There's a movie of his that uh, I've never seen called Billionaire Boys Club. I bet that didn't. That one from 2018. Well. Was that after? That had to be after, right? That has to be after. Oh, probably. Jesus Christ. And he's got like fake hair in it. Like this <laughs> awful toupee. Ugh. He's just a young boy like the other. <laughs> <laughs> You can see why I like high school quarterback cop Brad Pitt <laughs> wanting to shove the nerd in the locker. <laughs> Shut up, nerd! Kevin Spacey wants to put head. fear in me. He better be coming with a, a box that he wants to do with <laughs> Well, or a gun. <laughs> that worked out well for him. <laughs> Might be a little bit more amenable to rape if there's a gun involved. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> I agree with Twitter. You are fucking terrifying, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're very scary. Oh, Mr. Spacey. <laughs> okay, so we've proven that, you know, what happens to Brad Pitt's character would certainly happen to me and Jared if we ever encountered someone like this. Uh, oh, presumably yeah. we... Uh, We'd given uh, John Doe a swirly at some point, and oh, is he delivering the Dungeon Master's Guide? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he goes too far, as nerds often do, like over the line. And then an Adam Sandler movie. I don't know if it's Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore because I've not watched those since I was a kid. Where Steve Buscemi. Like, Adam Sandler's character is, for whatever reason, making amends and calling people that he was a jerk to, like, in his oh, school yeah. days. Mm-hmm. And he calls Steve Buscemi, who would look, you know, like the uh, like, Kevin Spacey sort here. He says, hey, man, I was I was a jerk to you when we were kids. And you know what? I need to apologize. It's been far too long. Just want to tell you I'm sorry. <laughs> and so, okay, thanks, man. Hangs up. And he goes over to his notepad. And he has a <laughs> list of people to kill. Uh-huh. And he crosses out <laughs> He's like wearing heels and puts on ma- uh, lipstick right after. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, uh, any, you know, if we do have any listeners from our school days, you're never going to get that phone call from me and Jared. No. God, no. <laughs> I hate most of you. Print it. Take, take, take our chances with our yeah. listeners of eight. That well, if you're how unlucky me, would really... we have to be if one of our eight subscribers was someone that wanted to kill us and was just waiting for us to talk <laughs> I'll show you a serial killer that ain't a dumbass. I'll listen to your fucking stupid podcast. I'll figure out where you're at on the recording days. 
That's where my schedule will confound them, because there is no <laughs> schedule. I'm left guessing as well. <laughs> I'm on the show. <laughs> Knowing our luck, it'd be fucking Buffalo Bill tucking it up and trying to, to waddle over to, <laughs> to attack us while keeping uh, everything in place. And you know, I was wanting him to keep everything in place. Like, please, God, don't let... <laughs> got too much skin for him to cleave <laughs> do not have a wardrobe malfunction mr buffalo bill please just i told hiro that the other day is like goodbye horses ought to be up there with like the uh deliverance banjo as far as like that song gives me the fucking creeps every time from there was a it was my sharona that quentin tarantino wanted for pulp fiction for the gimp scene mm. <laughs> and uh the kinks is that who does yeah, so. We're like mm, nah i don't you know because people listen to our song in the future <laughs> they're gonna think of a man being raped um so instead they went with uh winona Ryder and janine Garofalo dancing in reality bites in a gas station and you know that's that obviously did not become some famous cinematic moment but you could understand you know mm. now if you and i if anyone any famous filmmaker not even famous Nobody reached out and said, we want an episode of Sober Cinema Play as a man is being raped. I was like, which episode? Mm -hmm. Presumably where we talk about Hiro in the jungles of Peru. <laughs> which one? You want multiple episodes? You want us to cut together a super cut? What do you want? We can do some new material for you. Yeah. We'll <laughs> they just probably be, just take the... Uh... You know, coincidentally talking about rape as well. As we, I mean, you could really probably <laughs> pick any episode that we've talked about. Maybe we were just proving that John Doe is right. Like, we, you know, this is why we can't go beyond 20, 30 minutes because the, when we get to the end of the episode, I'm like, eh, maybe we deserve it. <laughs> At first, I was like, why are you picking on common people? Why are you picking on someone that just wants to go get multiple meals? Or, um, I don't know. Does he kill? I guess he kills a lawyer, right? Yeah, he kills a lawyer, defense lawyer. Is that it? Is everyone else just someone, you know. Someone that's Let's like, see. you know, in the lower tier of society, a prostitute, a, a pederast. <laughs> prostitute. Uh, the beautiful woman. I don't know if she was a model or something, but apparently ugly on the inside, according to John Doe. I don't know if we can believe him. I've seen where he lives. <laughs> I was about to get in something else, but I, don't, I think we're just going to cut because I'm like, I'm not getting into the the uh, no search warrant, busting cops, busting in. <laughs> At this time, <laughs> I used to love it as a kid. Thought that was badass, but I'm not even touching that. No, not I just don't like that he uh, he doesn't date his journal entries. <laughs> Nothing. That's what Why even you. keep them? <laughs> Why even have them around? What's, Half I mean, a what is pages? You didn't label your TPS report. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like I, I just take my movies and just randomly throw them on the shelf and be like, I'll find it. <laughs> if I want to watch the squid and the whale, you know, it'll come to me. Like what? Why even have him around? Just you know, I'd write it down and just throw it away. That makes more sense to me. He's preaching to who? Did to, to the, the fucking bookshelf yeah, that so your poor coworker made that was too dumb to read this guy's notebooks. <laughs> you ain't preaching to us. Whatever you got to do, buddy. All right, next week next month or tomorrow depending on how I release this album of raw material uh, Miller's Crossing a little happier Coen gangster Brothers. movie I mean yeah it's a pick me up pick me up 
people get shot in the face. <laughs> Poor Steve Buscemi, who I mentioned in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, playing a you know a gay man in a time when it was not cool <laughs> to be gay, ends up getting shot in the face. We don't approve of that at Sober Cinema. No. Not for just being gay. I mean, if you're an asshole, fine. <laughs> I would love... Miller's Crossing could only be improved because it's a favorite of mine. Spoiler alert. Uh-oh. If Mr. Pink in this world, you know, mm. Steve Buscemi, and the Dane scissored. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them lost their hat. You have to hold on to your hat while you're scissoring, apparently. I want my hat. Where's my hat? I want my hat. Dream I had once. I was walking in the woods. I don't know why. Wind came up and blew me out off. And you chased it, right? You ran and ran. Finally caught up to it. You picked it up. But it wasn't a hat anymore. It had changed into something else. Something wonderful. Nah. It stayed I had. And now I didn't chase it. Nothing more foolish than a man chasing his hat.